Playlists, I sleep on playlists. I think. I was making one this morning actually too. That's kind of funny. How many playlists do you have on your phone? Well, I just switched from Apple to Spotify. And I lost all my Apple shit. I stopped paying for it, so That's I'm exactly restarting the playlist do. game. Okay. Uh, on Spotify, so I have like five. When, uh, it, when it comes to not to cut you off on the playlist, playlist. Uh, uh, when it comes to like Spotify versus Apple Music, how do you feel about the transition? You fucking with it? Dude, I'm a weirdo. I go back and forth. I get bored with everything. So, uh, I like a little bit of change. I love Apple and I'm going to be back soon. It's just like my roommate, uh, invited me to his family plan on, on Spotify. Mm-hmm. So I just stopped paying for the Apple and just let that drift away. So it's like eventually... Once I get bored of Spotify, I'll, I'll transition back. But I am enjoying Spotify right now. Um, the music is pretty much the same. I noticed there's like a, a couple Action Bronson albums that are on Spotify, not on Apple Music. Oh, that's beautiful. But besides some Jay Z shit, but besides that, it's pretty much the same. Like whatever. Mm-hmm. The podcast. I got a list of podcasts on Spotify. Let's go. Obviously, this is on this is on Spotify, which is dope. No, it's big dope. Big dope, big dope. But yeah, I don't know. It's like the same thing. Like whatever. Mm-hmm. I like the thing that I do like though is when you're done listening to an album or a playlist or whatever on Spotify, and it just like gives you recommend. It just keeps playing shit. Mm-hmm. That's like that's dope, and it generally like knows what I want to hear as close to it at least. Mm-hmm. Keeps spitting that heat. No, yeah, something that I was just I felt like Spotify was a little bit more confusing. I feel like it's really it's almost like a social media platform in a way. Yeah. For sure. So, I like yeah, I like Apple because it's it's simplistic and like I've I've spent years of building like playlists and mm-hmm. saved music <clears throat> that I like. So it's like I I'm definitely gonna go back to Apple. I prefer Apple, but I, I'm finding the I'm finding joy in Spotify right now. No, that's beautiful. The joy of Spotify. Yeah. yeah. That's top stops. No, I always forget that like creating a playlist is important because it really cultivates the frequencies of things you're interested in the now. Uh-huh. So it kind of puts you in your frequency consistently more so than just kind of letting shit pop up All as right, far as what fact, music you fun listen fact, to. Fun fact, fun fact, fun fact, fun fact. The playlist I made today was actually called Frequencies. Wow. Because on, on my, on my uh, Apple account or whatever i have a playlist called frequency and that's what i do yoga and meditate to and mm-hmm. that's like my mostly that's like my uh the thing that i use the most the playlist that i listen to the most mm-hmm. so i i didn't have that obviously when i transferred over so i had to recreate that and it's just basically like Janaya eco and lauren hill like, oh, like shit like that stuff that puts me in a relaxed uh, relaxed state of mind like I I can yoga you know i fuck like with that tension you're Oh yeah, when did you start doing yoga? When did you start getting into that shit? Yeah, I started doing it uh, probably probably like two years ago, and I just started doing it because I was feeling really shitty. Mm-hmm. And uh, right when I got back from Austin, moved back in with the parents, living in the basement on the couch, just like kind of shitty. And uh, I just I don't know, like I read that it was a nice natural way, like 
to control your mood and, and get and get some energy. So I tried it out and like whatever. It, there's a buffering period where you have to get acclimated to it and let it really work and learn how to do it that's best for you. Learn mm-hmm. a way that's that's good for you. But after that, it really helped and like whatever. I feel better physically and mentally. Mm-hmm. I'm not really good. Like I'll take months off of it so i'm just getting back into the flow of doing it every day but i've done it for the past like nine days consecutively and i'm starting to feel good again and then it's just a routine that i've built i i do yoga for 10 or 15 minutes it's super light shit and i'm like i'm uh there's a lot of stuff that i can't do i'm not a nimble uh female so there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff i can't do so it's just like i do what i can do like my my version of the thing and then i do 10 or 15 minutes of that, and then I just meditate right after because my body's nice and relaxed, and I just lay on the floor and meditate. So a nice 30-minute practice of, like, revitalizing, get ready to go, you know? No, that shit's beautiful. Yeah, I just recently, Morgan's been doing that for her, like, workout of choice. Yeah. Um, so I recently just got into that. And the first time I did it, bro, like, after... First of all, I was laughing at myself a lot during it, which was like refreshing just to laugh at myself because I could, I'm like you said, we ain't nimble little fucking chicas out here. But I was laughing at myself a lot because it was hard for me to do the shit. And then like after the session was over, I was like, I felt like my ego was slayed down a little bit. Like I was like laughing and like a little bit more. I don't know if I was like friendlier or what the shit was. I was just more relaxed and zen. So that shit. Yeah, 100. And there's something about the the thing that's most important to me about that, and then getting into meditation too. Is there's something about like breathing that I don't understand. Like I don't understand the importance. Of, obviously, like I'm not stupid. I know that we gotta we gotta breathe. But there's something about like the control um, control over your breathing that does something to your your mind and your body. Because once you get into the realm of like getting comfortable with the poses when you're doing yoga being able to do those things and you can focus on your breath but then your body is doing the, the pose thing mm-hmm. it's like it's a different it's a different realm so like right now i'm getting finally back into the mode where i'm like i'm, I'm comfortable doing you know if i'm doing like a downward dog or something, i don't know if that's like the most popular pose but whatever <laughs> yeah. like something like that and yeah i can focus on my breath while i'm doing it that's when you really get your that's when you really like take on like locked level. in you're locked in and it does it, it's something different i don't know it's it's weird you're, you're really connected to your body in a different way like you can feel your oh 100 percent. you it can makes... feel the shit like i'm like focusing on how the carpet feels on my toe type shit 100 percent. when i was uh and i was tracking the workout as far as like just numbers and calories and shit and i burnt like 500 calories in like 40 minutes doing that shit that's crazy that's crazy because it's well 40 minutes that's a long ass yoga. Too. No, it was like a long ass. <laughs> it was a, a video. It was like a. It's like it's an insanity program, damn near. It was just like a. Yeah, it was on the it? Apple TV. Oh okay. Huh? It was sixty minutes. Yo, fuck that! Jesus Christ! So it was you like guys a, hot yoga. Huh? Have you tried hot yoga? I haven't personally. I want to get into that shit. No hell yeah! Funny. I heard that is the shit. There was a studio in Texas in the domain it was like connected to like a uh, acai bowl place so it's just like a a two for one kind of deal on some on some uh dublin city health numbers yeah get some uh do a little sash hot yoga then go get yourself a bowl yeah Uh, i heard hot yoga is like the shit and like super hard and like you feel like super refreshed after but i heard one of the downfalls is it gets really stinky in there and people just be farting and shit 
Yeah, no, 100. Like, you get the you get those juices flowing. You're doing yoga. You're in a weird pose. You got weird pressure on your stomach. You're comfortable. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it gets fucking... Shit gets aired out. All right. But, yeah, dude, the, the, uh, that one Sober October with the Rogan, Rogan and company, they did, like, two hot yoga sessions a week or something was their fucking challenge. No, that's... Yeah, that's something... I was that, like, dude, Rogan's an athlete. That shit must be tough. It's like working out in a sauna, damn near. So that has to be, like... Yeah, I wonder what the temp tops, is. Tops, Oh, I mean, it has to be up. We need a fact check on that. Yeah. God damn, I wish we had a fact checker. <laughs> soon come. Soon come, soon come. Morgan, do you know how hot it has to be in hot yoga? It's hot as fuck. Well, like, do you have, like, a particular like, temperature? No, but, like, you get in there and it probably feels like humid Iowa. And then you mm. work out on top of that. Mm. Oh, oh, see, you say no, humid I Iowa. I, like, it's I, was, just, I love I the sweat. like 125. But that's like the thing is like it's already warm in there and then everyone starts sweating and breathing and then it's yeah. like it's like hot like like I can't I can't breathe when I do hot yoga. When was the last time you did it? Probably like three years ago. Okay, we've got 105 <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit. You see, I fuck with that just because I fuck with the sauna for one and it's like super beneficial health wise. Just. <sighs> The aspect of just standing, like, you could probably just be straight up posted in that room. Like, just chilling and you're working out damn near yeah. just from the sauna heat. And, Do you know and the, the fart benefits juices. of a sauna? Uh, I, like, know the benefits, but I don't know, like, the actual statements. I know that there's hella benefits as far as, like, detoxing your body and getting toxins out and get your heart rate up and shit. But, like... Boosting your immune system? Yeah, I fuck with that. I fuck with that. We got the McCafe coffee grounds. Straight up McDonald's life. Let's get it. Just tastes like a McGriddle. Tastes straight like a McGriddle. That is this one is of the most slept on sandwiches coffee. ever. McGriddles. Bro, I don't fuck with them. Really? I do not fuck with a McGriddle. That's dude. like one I, of my favorite sandwiches. I know, bro, and it sandwiches. looks so good, too. I want to fuck with them so bad, but I just, like, don't fuck with them. Have There's you tried like, each one? I didn't even know that there was multiple. No, mm-hmm. the regular one is the best. The other ones suck. You just need what the one the with you, the sausage. Wow, just and the intruding pancakes. over here. Well, I what figured you'd a... cut out a McGriddle conversation. Hell no, no that's no, like no, exactly no, what the podcast is about. Yeah, the fuck? This fine. isn't facts. You're just in on it. We just got this special guests. You fucking... want to stay with this whole episode, Morgan? Oh my god, is there some cheese? Are you like, are your hands. Ha- I just smell straight cheese it right now. Cheese <laughs> Yeah. She smells like cheese it? Yes, I smell he like He just says that because I kind of look like a cheese it. No, I you smell like a cheese it. How did you tan? With my fake tanner. Oh, it's like Fucking a spray tanner? Fucking over here. Yeah. I'm not stinky. I said snooky. I'm not snooky either. <laughs> I just showered. Yes. I look good. There you go. Do I not? There you go. There you go, it. yeah. You got a nice caramel on you. Thank you. It's caramel? That's better than cheese it Car- Looks like caramel smells like cheese it Oh, okay. Nuts. That's good. Hmm? I don't smell like a cheese it I think it was just the coffee. How do you mistake? Why coffee does that coffee cheese smell like cheese? I don't know. I just smelled like cheese it when you walked over. You here. ever had it? You ever had a cheese it group? Oh yeah, yeah, those are the best ones. Oh, I never had them. Really? Yeah. My favorite. Yeah. You ever had the uh, extra large cheeses? I haven't. It's like I had a, those. Just a very large cheeses. You ever had a wheat thin? Oh. Pfft. It's a cheese it the size of a wheat thin. Wow. It. I haven't had a wheat thin in a minute oh. though, dog. Have you ever had the Pizza Hut cheese it 
Uh uh-uh. uh. You heard about that? No. Like it's, it's a, an actual a, collab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes in like what looks like a cheese it box, but it's uh-uh. two like big ass calzones that low key taste like cheese its. It's fucking weird. It's weird, but it sounds tasty. I like pizza flavored things, like those pizza combos. Are you a combos fan? Yeah, I used to fuck with those when I was a kid. Those kind of like give me a weird, like I probably ate too many. I got like a little tummy ache when I heard you say that. Really? I've never eaten a combo because they look like dog treats. It kind of tastes like dog treats, low key. Low key, low key. That was like my go-to. I would leave. In high school, if I didn't want to like go to McDonald's and eat lunch, like I ate my worst diet was definitely like my senior year. Well, just high school in general, I ate like shit, didn't work out other than gym class and lifting and shit. But if I didn't want to go to McDonald's my senior year or just like go to Ollie Cart lunch, we had did you have like an Ollie Cart? So we had like our main lunch line where uh, basically. It was just whatever uh, the lunch is serving, and then you put in your code and shit. And then there was an Ollie cart line where there yeah. would be like the main lunch, and then there would also be like an Ollie cart item. There'd be like snacks. You can buy like Doritos and like Oreos and shit and use real money. Real dollars? Yeah. But if I didn't want to hit that hoe up, I would go to like McDonald's. It was just like a two minute fucking drive, or I'd go to Bro. the local Casey's and grab. A code red and some combos. Yeah, that's a good fucking, that's a good healthy snack right there. Nah, I, uh, yeah, I went to private school, dude. We didn't have no a la carte, and we could not leave for lunch. Damn. So we were straight having fucking, you know, square pizza until I was 19. Yeah. 18, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I straight had elementary school that lunches Catholic until shit. I fucking was gone, dude. Can I just say... Please. That my high school didn't have like a cafeteria line what yeah like we didn't have food like (laughs) like we had microwaves and we had did you go to prison a snack bar yeah it was a catholic school and uh how did you eat you had to purchase food which i'm pretty sure is illegal i'm pretty sure they have to give you a free lunch don't they Uh, yeah i mean i guess in private school i mean private school Runs by yeah, their own rules, say. but... That's what I was going to say. It's private school. It's just fucking wonky. Yeah, we literally... All we had was concession stand snacks, and we didn't even have, like, nachos or anything. It was only, like, candy, and, like, someone bought Hot Pockets and overpriced sold them. And that's, like, what we could have for lunch. So you had to bring your did lunch every day, or you were, like... You go, you ate a Snickers. Did you bring your lunch then, or what? No, I just, like, starved every day. Okay. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> Anyways, that's different. Yeah, so mine wasn't that bad. I feel bad complaining now because mine. We had lunches. I could eat. Yeah, like it was like there was a salad. I had, that's generally what I had was like a salad option. They that's like that fucking. Salad. That's that Texas Texas shit. Like that's, that's a, that. Like, that's not Texas, Austin. Texas that's shit, like bro. you're you're in the boondocks. Of what Texas. Was that? that was that was Dallas or what was that? That's like Belton. That's like what is that? Swisher, Iowa. Wait, can I tell oh, you how? Yes. Did you know that Joe Exotic? Is married to a guy from Belton. If Wait, that gives you, know? you, if that gives you any perspective of where I grew up. Yeah, I, I know that guy. I watched, I watched the show. Do you know that? Do you know him? What's his name? It's like, uh, da- like Daxton or Dalton like, or something. Yeah, no, I don't know him, but I know about him, and he grew up in Belton, and he's my age. So, just letting. Was you know. he gay or is he just messy? 
I don't, I mean, I don't know. I didn't know him. Oh, okay. I don't know. If but he went to Powerhouse Cheer, which I do know. But that's all I know. I know, but did you see, like, the story about the first two dudes aren't even gay? They were just, like, Yeah, running a play. <laughs> yeah, that shit's crazy. The shit that that shit will do, bro. God damn. Have you, I know shit. Have you seen the guy after he got his teeth fixed? The alligator dude? Which guy? The guy that got, like, the tattoo on his fucking dick? Because ah, well, the, the other one died. The other one OD'd and well, killed he, himself. Yeah, he, no, no, no. He just shot himself. Yeah, and his mom was, like, heavily involved in the show. I wouldn't have even shown up. No, and Joe Exotic <laughs> was in there singing. Yeah, yeah. With, the, what the fuck? With the, with the priest outfit on. Yeah, he's like, there was, always, there was one thing. He used and to they were clapping. The mom was like. Yeah. Joe, <laughs> I looked at him every day and I said, son, why me? I was here to make you smile, Joe. Then he rubbed his balls on my face. Like, what yeah, the fuck? Yeah. Add the fucking thing. Yeah. And he starts singing a song that is not related to the kid at all. The song is just about his life. Yeah. It's like, yeah, dude, what the yeah. fuck? Crazy. But yeah, no. Yeah, the one, the guy that always was shirtless with a hella chest stomach hair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he married he, the like, chick. He got, yeah, he got teeth put in. He oh, wow. Good. Nice. There you go. Come up. Come come up. But that's crazy that people were sacrificing such an uncomfortable, which I would imagine be the most uncomfortable thing ever, unless they're like. I know, but it's like they're sacrificing a piece of themselves by for the drugs. Like yeah. the drugs outweigh the sacrifice, but shit, like you sucking dick for fucking that shit's crazy. That shit's no lie. Stay away yeah. from the meth. You be sucking <laughs> yeah, dick. But- like, dude, wow. I don't know. Like, I would like this. I know that this is like probably not the best thing to be preaching, but I, I would like to interview a mether, just because like there obviously is like that must be like a miracle. Like, making oh, people do weird yeah. ass shit out here. I mean, let's get what's his name on here. What is his name? <laughs> I forgot what his name was, but goddamn, that guy was fucking mopping during rush. Pizza? Pizza? Yeah. Pizza? We got a match, we got a stick, we got a we got a mushroom, and then this nigga's fucking mopping behind me. I appreciated it, but shit, like, like you bro, can do that bro, later, chill, dog. Chill, 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 what? Chill, there's chill, no chill. pizzas coming in right now. Shit. Yeah, dude was wild. Dude, did I tell you like he started working again? Like in the past that I worked at emails in the past year. Uh huh. He worked for one shit. Well, first of all, <clears> let me tell the whole story of that shit. Yeah. This guy that me and the guy that me and Jared used to work with at the restaurant. Um. And by the way, this could be one of many email stories. There's so many fucking stories. But anyway, dude was like literally like cut, like maybe five eleven, but like a nice like two forty, but just ripped up. Like he just had like farmer strength all the time. Yeah. But but heavily into the meth game. Uh, just moved safes for a living. That's why he was so strong. But anyway, just tweaker, tweaker, twack. Um, tweaker, yeah, tweaker, the, twack. Recently the, yeah, he, uh, he came in. He got out of jail. Came mm-hmm. right to emails to ask for his job back. Wow, straight fresh there out. A, there was a busser. There was a busser. Mm-hmm. Uh, eighteen year old, nineteen year old busser yep. sitting at the bar waiting for his girlfriend to get off work. And uh, walked in the restaurant, asked me for Chris. Yeah. Saw the dude through the window. Saw the busser, the little kid. Yeah. Through the fucking through the window. And it's like, oh, I got to get the fuck out of here before I rip his fucking head off. Like, just tweaking. Wow. Straight, straight and just never met the dude. Never even never seen the, the guy. Dude. No, 
So I walk out there. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, this kid did not do anything to you. Like, why are you yelling at this kid? He's like, I was fucking locked up with him. That motherfucker told the CO that I called him the N-word. And got wow. me fucking put in, like, a special what unit. What the fuck? He's like, I'm gonna fucking rip his head off. I'm like, that kid did not do that. He yeah. <laughs> did not yeah. go to jail, bro. Yeah. And he's like, I'm gonna fucking kill him. I'm gonna fucking kill him. Outside, it's like chain-smoking cigarettes, like, punching the wall. Oh, my God. So I go in, and I talk to the kid. I'm like, yo, bro, like, just so you know, like, I would leave out the back door or something. There's a tweaker out there that thinks you snitched on him. Yeah. And the, the kid is ignorant. The kid is like, well, he, well, tell him to come in here. I'm going to drop that motherfucker right now. I'm going to drop it. Like, bro, shit. Like, shit. He's just like, messy dude. Like, it's not worth it. Like, it's yeah. just whatever. Anyway, finally, he builds up the confidence to walk in and fight this guy, this kid. They fought? No, but then he steps to him and is like, oh, I'm sorry. You're not the guy. Wow. Fucking, he must have. He must have done a, a hit fresh going in the, <laughs> no, the fucking. I was like, bro, what the fuck? Anyway. He works for one shift. His first shift, he was three hours late. Classic. This is after, like, begging for his job back after a couple years of being in prison. Mm-hmm. And then just no show, no calls wow. for, the rest of the, for the rest of the week. So, yeah, this, that's just tweaking. That's messy for you. God damn. That's just crazy. Obviously, it does something positive to him because he's, like, he's choosing that over, like, a, a regular life. Does it do, I mean, is it positive or is it... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. By positive, I just felt like he likes it. Yeah, I guess. I guess he likes it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, there's some that it brings uh, joy or something. Maybe it just nice. gives you, like, super strength or something. I don't know. What does it do? We need a method on here. We need a to ask. <laughs> we need to get Joe exotic. Sure. Yeah, well, dude, if we get Joe, I mean, I'd be down to talk to Joe. Well, hell yeah, I'd be down to talk to Joe. <clears throat> Crazy. Math Chronicles. <laughs> I really want to know how he puts that fucking, uh, he puts that padlock on his dick. You see, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking I don't about. even get it. I don't even know. I don't even well, know. Well, because he, he has a piercing on his dick, and then he puts the padlock on the piercing, but I think that shit would hurt. Yeah. Like, it hurts me think it hurts me saying I don't understand it. I don't know the purpose of it, so I'm like, I don't even want to know. Like, <laughs> I don't even want to think about yeah. it. Because <laughs> it's like, I just, yeah, there's no... I just feel like for me that's like a sacred area and I just feel like that would uh, it would just uh, the chances of me breaking something oh no yeah he's on the love lockdown that's some like you see even just like with like the priest shit like the the whole singing at the funeral shit and it being like everyone there was like accepting it everyone there was very acceptable of who Joe was obviously not everyone was acceptable but no one was acting out everyone was crying behind him this nigga's crying about fucking dick on the face, and he's people are crying and clapping. So it's like there's a culture and a tribe for everything. So it's like I don't understand it. Yeah. We don't understand it, but it's like there's people out there that are like, oh, I got the fucking the newest lock for the dick. The newest lock for the dick. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what I'm saying is that I kind of want to know a little bit more about it because I'm so far in the dark. <laughs> Now, basically, what I, what I want to know, I don't want to know, I don't want to see it, I don't want to feel it, but what I want to know is, like, what part of that brings you joy enough to do it? Like, what, like, why does mess make you happy, you know what I mean? Like, let's talk about, like, what it does. I'm just interested, I like, think how it, it brings you joy. I'm sure it's just, like, a super high, dog. I'm sure it's something that you're super sad, and you have damn near nothing, and you're fucking a 40-year-old gay dude that owns a zoo, and you're like, shit, I need some meth. To realize that this shit doesn't suck. 
Maybe. Man, I, maybe. I'm going to kill myself if I don't have this shit. Yeah, I mean, maybe. That's that's worst case scenario. I'm sure, like, the first time it's, like, crazy. I'm sure it's, like, euphoric. I'm sure you're, like... Yes. You I'm just saying, that's worst eye, case scenario. Like, damn. That's worst case scenario. Best case scenario is that they're just, like... Yo, I felt like Superman. Like, I cleaned so much shit. True, true. I got true, so much work yeah. done. It's like Adderall. It's like, yeah. it's like the same thing. Yeah, dang You know man. what I mean? So, what do you say? Drug and alcohol counselor coming at your service. Are you going to answer questions for us? Yeah. What does, what, can you, like, give me a rundown on meth? Well, what I do know is that a lot of chefs use it, particularly. Can we, do we know why? Because it helps them stay up. So it's kind of like, it's just a more extreme version of Adderall, maybe? Yeah, it's an upper. So it'll, I mean, I know people can stay up for three, four days when they do math. Um, See, that's, that's it, not a positive in the, in the way that we would say it, but that is something that they do with, like, a reason. Yeah. Right? No, a lot of people, like, do it in the kitchen. Like, I know that yeah. that's, like, a very, that's how people get started. And then, obviously, it's addictive. Like, to, like you don't, I mean, you may, like, crave it because it helps you forget things but also your the physical part of your body will crave it that's what i was okay yeah so like you, so you become physically because... dependent you get withdrawals so yeah. you have to keep re-upping you know or else you'll have the withdrawals and withdrawals are terrible they are terrible they i mean it's you're talking like i mean depending on what you're doing but you know it could be a 10-day detox or a five-day detox or whatever and you're what does that there, entail um, like you can have hallucinations, you can have terrible headaches, you're just in a lot of pain, like, you know, it's just like anxiety and sweating and throwing up and it's like, and like I said, the hallucinations and stuff, it can be really bad depending on, you know, how much you did and how your body takes it, but withdrawals are, are not fun, but that's how people get addicted is like, they're like, oh, well... I mean, not everyone, but, you know, a lot of people are looking for something to literally, like, take their mind off of something and focus on something else, or, you know, they get started in it to help them stay awake for long shifts or whatever, and then, you know, they, they do, like, the, like what it does to them, like cocaine or, like, Adderall or something, but it it's just, like, way more intense. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I have, I've never done meth, but I can speak on, like, uh, Adderall. And, you know, I, I uh, shit, I don't know, I could develop a small little habit if I'm, uh, you know, busy Friday, Saturday night, I take, a, I take a little 10 milligrams just to keep ahead of pace to make sure my mise en place is ready in the kitchen, whatever, I'm chopping onions really fast. Next thing I know, I'm nine days in, I'm taking 10 milligrams of Adderall every day and yeah. looking to buy more, you know what I mean? I, I could see how that would translate into a mess situation with my reasoning only to be so I can chop onions faster. But you know I mean, I mean like, it really is, like, in the I... kitchen, it's a huge thing, because people yeah, do want to stay awake for multiple days at a time, because they have to, because it's, like, their lives and their jobs depend on it, or, yeah. you know, they're trying to get or, ahead in the industry, yeah, exactly. or whatever. I'm not saying it only happens in the kitchen, but, you know, I mean, that's the other thing, is, like, once you try it, for whatever reason, your body, if you, you know, it, not only emotionally can you become addicted, but physically, the physical dependence with... Yeah. Those types of drugs are so real. Like you, like, and basically, it's just like if you don't get the drug, you basically get this terrible like flu, and you're like throwing up, and you have fever, and you're like 
have night sweats and you're hallucinating and it's just like terrible. So what would you rather do? Like be high on drugs or have withdrawals? And most, I mean, and the withdrawals are just, they're terrible. They are terrible. So most people choose the latter, you know? Almost, yeah, most druggers. Yeah. Huh. There you go. Thank you. We've got our drug counselor of the day, Morgan, on deck. So if we have any drug questions, we have Morgan. Fantastic. Um, but honestly, bro, like when it comes down to like a drug, I mean, marijuana, it's obviously not even close to being as harmless, but in a way it does become a very dependable dr- drug depending on how you're you, using you, it. So you it's mean, like everything that, is perspective. Everything. Is- I mean, but still, even that, bro, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just susceptible to being a druggie because it's the dude fucking, I start smoking the weed. Mm-hmm. I'm a shithead and I can't stop smoking the weed. It's like, I can't even smoke weed. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, it's just like, maybe I, everybody's susceptible to different things. Like, I'm just I not agree. a good yeah. druggie. Yeah. Because I'm just, you know what I mean? Like, I start drinking Bud Lights. Next thing I know, 17 cases in. Mm-hmm. It's Tuesday night and I got a 40 in the shower. I got three 40s in the shower. Like, I yeah. can't be living like that. I, you know yeah. what I mean? I, I, I start drinking coffee. Next thing I know, I'm going through, going to through the Starbucks line four times a day. It's like, I am like a fucking... You just yeah, I mean, so everybody, for shit. everybody has their things. <laughs> I feel that. I start chewing gum. I'm going through packs a day, bro. Mm-hmm. My ears are ringing, dude. What the fuck is that? <laughs> you re- probably, uh, I don't know. Withdrawals, dude. Nah, <laughs> you withdrawn from some, uh, <laughs> something. Wow. Something. Uh, with Lent just ending yesterday, I was able to log into the Meads, so I'm back on the Meads, and... I did have a little dosage of marijuana Dosage. last night, so um, with the new perspectives and being away from habits that I w- was so heavily involved in every day, yep. it was uh, a unique experience. It was like, before I logged into my shit, I was like, do I want to log back in this shit? Before I like took my little hit last night of the, of the weed... Stay off the weed. Stephen A. was ringing in my ears, and I was like, do I really want to smoke? Do I want to whatever? It was like a little intimidating to like get back into both. And I know that How we talked it? about that on the last podcast, but... How was it? Obviously, just uh, everything kind of changed. Like, the perspective was like way different. Like, when I logged on to Facebook of like what's going on in the now, it's like the reality kind of shifted a little bit just because I was a lot more... I was seeing a lot more... Th- you know, things regarding just like COVID, seeing a lot more things regarding just a bunch of other shit. And then obviously I had a lot of like messages and shit to go through and all that. Um, it was good to see just because I don't see my family much. I don't talk to my family on the daily. It's always nice to, you know, get on Facebook and see how the fam's doing. But of course, at a time like this, it almost like added a little bit more to the situation. Yeah. Uh, and then as far as smoking, I was caked, bro. I was <laughs> stupid. I Literally, I was like, the first thing I did was I listened to the, some of my music that I've created over the past month. And that was really dope to be able to listen to that with like a complete free open ear and not try and criticize and or look for spots of, you know, where shit needs to be fixed or redone. I was able to just listen to it, which I can with fresh ears and being sober, but like I was just like completely lost in the moment because I was fried. So that was cool. And then like I was listening to music and I was like getting lit and I started making a playlist and then my heart was like racing. I was like, I need to sit my ass down. So I just put the air mattress up and just put on some 
uh, Animal Crossing and just geeked on that game. That shit was fire. It's actually kind of funny because that's something that happens to me. That's why I don't smoke as much. What's up? My, I just my heart starts racing. I get kind of panicky. Mm-hmm. And then I just get lost in that. Like I just like that'll take me. Yeah. And right. yeah, I think it's completely situational too. Like if I were to be like smoking with a group or smoking with like a group of friends, I feel like it'd be different. But when you when you are when your tolerance with marijuana is very low and you're by yourself, that shit can get tweaky. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're only there with your mind and shit. When that shit hits, your mind is Yeah, no. Ten steps ahead there. of you, my nigga. That shit is like Yeah. And dude, I, I overthink everything anyway, so if yeah. I have a little stimulus into that, I'm gone. Mm-hmm. I'm down a I'm down a, a rabbit hole. Yeah. Which is never like that's like to get some ideas and a lot of ideas are out in in the deep, you know. You got to swim out there and grab them. A yeah, lot of crazy right. ass ideas you can get from the deep, to, from the deep end, which is like yeah, you're right, and that's probably where most of the good ones live. It's just uh, having that courage to go down there. Exactly, exactly. But no, it was it was cool. But it's definitely like my perspective on them both has completely changed. Like I used to be on the sh- on the social meds constantly, and like I kind of. I definitely look at the shit differently. I'm not as invested in like other people, what they got going on. Like I'm not like dying to look at people's stories. I'm not dying to like, just cause I've been so self-fulfilled on getting my own like source. It's like, I don't watch TV as much anymore. Like I would rather watch and see what my friends are doing and see like what's going on or, or like watch ESPN on Instagram or keep up to date on like the shit on there more so than anything. So having that taken away is like, made me fulfill like my sources of like input and shit instead of just brainlessly going on Instagram or Snapchat or whatever and just kind of streaming what everyone else is doing and trying to get inspiration from that. I feel that. No, yeah, back on the meads. So we'll see. Just got to run it up. Had to share the Vino cast for the one time. For the one time, for the one time. Vino.cast at Instagram. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, something I wanted to get into okay. uh, regarding like the culture and um, habits that contribute to culture and <coughs> whatnot, okay. all that goody good. Uh, is there a culture that you contribute to um, that is slept on in society, you think? Something that could add value and could be... It's not like locked into like one demographic of people, something that could be accessed by every human. Everything can be, but is there something that maybe looks like it's not accessible to get into for like a certain people or whatever? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. Do you have, you have somewhere you want to start with this to give me an idea? Do you, um, have, do you have a culture? No, I was just like watching golf this morning and I was like, wow, like. All I see is white people on the TV screen, and I'm like, oh. is this not a, yeah. a renowned cultural experience that people, like, involve themselves in? Like, golf has changed my life. It's changed my life straight up on many levels from um, habits that I've uh, inherited from just playing and the people that I've met. Um, there's a lot of life lessons in the game of golf that you can learn about patience and perspective and, like... Um, Golf's a mental sport, so, but then there's just like the beauty of playing the game, going out with friends, getting fucked up on the golf carts, all that shit, and then just like 
the Masters is supposed to be going on this weekend, and I'm watching the. I'm like hooked on the, uh, like the rewatches, and it's just like such a beautiful game. Like I don't understand if it's people think it's soft, people don't think it's a sport, um, people are bored of it, but it's something I do think if people gave a chance and actually went out and tried to play it, and then I get like. It might be boring watching it on TV, like sitting on your couch and watching golf, but it's definitely something that I've learned a lot from and benefited a lot from, and I feel like a lot more people could, but I feel like they think it's... Do you think that the things that you learned from golf are solely to be taught by golf? Um, no. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Can I get an example of something that you learned from golf? Like mentally, like what did... Is there like patience. A strategy? Patience is patience. huge. Yeah, patience is huge. Um, blocking out noise. Uh, because honestly, golf is like a huge manifestation. Like obviously, like when you think about it from a barbaric standpoint, see ball, hit ball. It, there's so much more that goes into golf, and so much, so many components that go into hitting the golf ball. A lot of it's in your mind. So, being able to control the mind and put yourself in a place of zen, like, is a must to like. Yeah, like obviously like you can go out and fuck around and that's really important too there's a lot of uh like respect factors in the game of golf i don't know it's just there's a lot of benefits yeah, that you just kind of come like, in contact with as far as like a culture that's taught me the most it's, it's kind of funny because it's like it's like just my career like working in the kitchen is the thing that's taught me the most about anything and that i guess is like the that is like one of like the easiest definitions of culture too, because you walk into a kitchen, you've worked in it, like they're completely different environments. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a, it's a microcosm. Like it's not like it's no, it's it's like nothing else. Like <clears> the people <throat> that work in kitchens, like almost like borderline couldn't work anywhere else. You know what I mean? Like it's just a different environment from anything else. Like I'd say that's the only thing that's really taught me things like that. Like as far as the culture is concerned, like I guess other things that I do teach me things whether it be like weightlifting or like reading or newly like painting those things and I, I guess i just don't know if those are if those could be like a culture but I, I guess i don't know what culture is i think it's a, sense, I, I think guess. it's a i think it's i'm when i say culture i'm talking about like a cult like a a demographic of people that contribute like how we were talking about the other day, if you make music, you're a musician. If you write a joke on a piece of paper, and then you're a comedian. If you are in the kitchen, yeah. you're a chef. So it's like, just like the demographic of humans that are like in the in a lane of something. Yeah. I guess the, the things that I learned from being in the kitchens are, are nuts. Is that, I mean, it boils down to just like easily like work, work ethic and working with people like teamwork and stuff like that. But then also personal limitations and like, um, you know, like, I guess the biggest things I've learned from being in the kitchen were like just how to grow and how to learn. Like once I learned how to learn, it was stupid. You know what I mean? Like once I learned how to memorize the fucking recipe, like I can memorize anything. Once I learned how to like learn technically how to cut, I can learn technical other technicalities outside of the kitchen. So like, mm-hmm. I think, and there's the same things you say about golf as far as like <clears throat> patience or blocking out noise. Like that's one of the biggest things. It's Friday, Saturday night at, you know 7 30 we're going through a rush i'm on sets or i'm running expo getting tickets come in i gotta be able to do a little micro meditation like block out the noise read the ticket efficiently get everybody else in line be a leader mm-hmm. you know what i mean like so those things i think the kitchen has taught me things whether or not it's like my life calling or whatever 
that's mm-hmm. like yet to be determined but it's taught me a lot of things um, about myself and about how to how to like uh, go through the go through life you know mm-hmm. and like it also built me into a, per- a type of person that I like like uh, it helped me build myself into a leader. It helped me build myself into someone that has a very high work ethic and that's that strives for like great, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'd say the culture that taught me the most was the kitchen. Yeah, and then also like meeting different. Like we talked about the methods, but dude, like working in kitchens, especially in <laughs> we, working in kitchens, is, like especially in Austin. Like the people I met down there, I met like the highest form of chefs that like had never drank alcohol. You know, what I mean, that were purely just like geniuses mm-hmm. you know what i mean in comparison to the methods i'm working alongside both of them i know how to talk to both of them i know how to work well with both of them that's like that's life dude when I mean, you mm-hmm. know how to fucking when you know how to talk to the president but you're also slamming beers with the homeless person at the bus station like that's like that's a nice life no that's yeah that's very talk human to every walk you know what i mean it's very human <clears throat> so being in the kitchen uh showed me different walks of life and that's super valuable too 100% and something that I really fuck with when it comes to like the culinary arts and working in a kitchen and working with food is food is such a relatable thing to the human race that there really all, all avenues flow in food you know like there's not really a demographic that couldn't work in a kitchen like you were yeah. saying you're working with the methies you know you're working yeah. with people that go to goddamn Harvard you know what I'm saying so it's like yeah. I really love the aspect of every race is in that bitch. Every like type of person yeah, is in that cool. bitch. It's like the food is and not, it, it's just, yeah, the beautiful demographics that all contribute dope, towards it. It's dope too, just because like regardless of, regardless of the, how serious it's taken or what it is, it's something that everybody does and has a relationship with. Like everybody, no matter mm-hmm. who you are, you know what I mean? Like everybody's eating. So like, and everybody has somewhat of an opinion on it, you know, somewhat of an opinion. So it's like, it's something that you, you can talk to everybody. Not only can you be a part of it by working it, you can be a part of it by enjoying it. So it's literally every human. Mm-hmm. So it's fun. It's a good, it's it's dope to know, especially during these times I'm at the house. Like it's something, it's something cool to have under my belt to where it's like, yo, I'm starving. I'm sick of eating the same thing every day. Like you go to high V and just pick something up. You know what I mean? I'm going to be able to make whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Like that's a fun fucking that's a fun skill to have yeah 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 legit, and it's just like it comes yeah, so second menu. nature you don't even have to think about it it's just like mm-hmm. go up the bam that's a fucking that's a lasagna you mm-hmm. yeah that's fire and that's something that's really cool about both of our passions and purposes is that both music and food are like you said everyone can relate to both you know and so to be able to reach everybody, reach the human race with our passions and be able to speak through that, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful blessing to have. And honestly, a great motivator to have. And always think, uh, keep on, keep on the noggin. Yeah, something to keep you going. Um, when it comes to like your passion with like food, um, and I've been thinking about this too, as far as like expressing through that, through your crafts and, um, you know, through expression and whatnot. Um, do you think that there will soon be another dimension to expression? What do you mean by that? So, like, will there ever be a new form? Like, I'm not going to say will there because I believe there will be. And I would love to, like, one of my goals is to add this to, like, music or, like, a new type of expression that isn't music, you know? Like, 
to music? Not to music, like even a, a whole new like human way of com- like communicating, like a whole new dimension to, like a, almost like a whole new level to the mind. Is that okay. po- like is that something that you've ever thought about or seems possible? Yeah, no, I definitely have never thought about that. I mean, at least in the way that you're you're saying it. So I'm not sure. Like, obviously, I think it's possible. Everything moves and everything goes. Like, you know, just like obviously, but it's different because I don't know. I guess I just don't know. I have to think about it. But as far as food is concerned and music is concerned, there's always going to be new forms of music and new ways that music yeah. is expressed. Mm-hmm. There's always, you know, there's always new food ways food is expressed and new ways food is appreciated or whatever it is like there's always new art forms so i think finding your own lane with a new medium is like uh very rare but obviously like everything is possible Mm -hmm. so i'm not sure i don't i definitely don't know what that would be it's something cool to think about yeah that's what i was just thinking about like there needs to be a new dimension of expression like you have social media you have i feel like that was the newest form Uh, of expression Because it really, social media has been, it damn near swallowed up everything. It swallowed up TV, it swallowed up music in a way. Like, obviously there's still, music is its own form of expression, but everything is. But social media really just broadcasts it all, like it kind of just, you know. Yeah, I don't know, I'll give that some thought, but no, I I definitely never thought about that before. Like, add a new level, add something create like create a new you know something that i think about often is like combining different levels i think that's kind of fun Mm -hmm. like for instance this is kind of like to me this is kind of a corny example but it's like the easiest example so i'll use it there's a a few restaurants in the world but there's a couple in the united states that add elements into the dining experience so it's like more of like a theatrical experience Mm -hmm. um so like for instance like they'll give you they'll give you like a plate with what looks to be a seascape or like a beach vibe. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But everything on the plate is edible. And then they give you like an iPod where you're supposed to put in the headphones and you can hear like this. uh, Oh, wow. You can hear like a beach vibe. Yeah, like taking you places. You know what I mean? Like I think that example is kind of corny. Like that seems to be like an easy way out. Just like here's an iPod, just listen to the thing while you're eating the thing. And that's a pretty easy, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It seems kind of corny, and but it, I mean, I that, would love to that experience I, that though. I would love to go and fuck it, like. Yeah, but that idea is interesting to think about ways that you can bring in other elements. Mm-hmm. You know, like even if it was just like taking a table, and instead of bringing you plates, just using the table as the the plate. So then, like, you can do you can build different. You know, like just the food right on the fucking table, like it's a it's a food fight or some shit. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? It's like reinventing what a plate means reinventing what you know what i mean it's like bringing other aspects into the game mm-hmm. and i think it's super complex only a few people are doing it so it's a hard it's something hard but i think about it often how to bring in other things and how to communicate through how to communicate in different ways using the same mediums rather than creating a new medium it's how do i transform this medium here something that i've been focusing on too bro and i want to get more involved in is like being an earth advocate not like corny i want to be the like a doer not someone that talks about it yeah. like doing my part to help the earth and shit i was watching some videos this morning about like the 
the uh, environment since COVID started and the Rona's taken over. And the shit's crazy, bro. It's like, like what's going on with like the fucking environment and shit is like tops, tops. It's like going way up. What do you mean? Like people can see, uh, here, hold on. I got to go. I wish we had a fucking fact check. Like the uh, people in India can see the Himalayas for the first time in decades as a lockdown. <laughs> that's, air pollution. that's fucking stupid. Bro, that's like, so scary. Like it's fucking what the fuck? Yes. Like people in fuck so, they can see the Himalayas for the first time in decades because air pollution oh is my. down. Bro, I gotta walk that off. That's scary, dude. Because mm-hmm. that means like, dude, no bullshit, like no cap, no fucking no games whatsoever. We are literally fucking this planet up. No, exactly, bro. And it made me think <laughs> about it this morning and the fact that and bro, the crazy thing is is as beautiful as the environment is getting right now. It's crazy because I'm telling you, God is just fucking broadcasting shit to us right now. Like, he's sending us messages. Everything is Mother Nature. Like, we are all connected to this shit. Like, if you are so blind to see what we're doing and that we are the virus, bro. Like, the human race is the biggest virus to the planet. Like, we're the virus. You know? Like, we are the ones fucking this planet up. Uh, And the crazy, sad part about it is that, at like... Once shit gets popping again, it's going to get like 10 times worse because okay. the uh, no, 100% society and uh, like just right now, Chinese air pollution and shit like is already skyrocketing back up because the economy is so shit that they're like vamping up everything like they're running it up because they they need money and shit. Uh, they're taking the U.S. is taking down all environmental rules for business because of the pandemic. So, like, the environmental rules that, like, would stop a business from producing or doing shit, those are going to be stripped because of the pandemic and they need the money. So, it's like they're about to run it up. Like, we're not about to see fucking shit. It's going to be straight smog in the air. And it's just crazy. It's crazy to think about, like, we are the virus, dog. <laughs> the human race. We're running it up too much. Yeah, that sucks. Like, we are peaking what the world can do. Straight up. Like, we aren't humans anymore. We're fucking... We're not... We don't live for the world. We don't live for the earth. We don't... We're not connected to the earth anymore. We're connected to way too many other shit. So, like, I've been focusing on getting connected to the earth and, like... We might run it up and fuck the earth, but I'm going down with the earth. I'm on the earth side. Like, straight up. Well, yeah, I guess. And I've been fucking with people that are, like, helping and doing shit right now, too. Like, I want to get more involved in helping and shit. Like, goddamn. I was going to send you this dope-ass Obama posted about it today. World uh, Central Kitchen. Have you heard of them before? Uh-uh. They're basically, it's like, just a group of... <clears throat> voluntary chefs that are just getting together in like particular areas they're all over New York right now but they're like just cooking and giving out free meals and oh, shit. That's awesome. people using their shits but like that shit I just want to contribute more I feel like I could contribute more than I am I feel that I feel the same way but it's just crazy to think about us being the virus Cause that shit is like Italy, all the, the fucking the canals and all that shit are like crystal clear and 
There's not like motorized tour boats going in the fucking like back in the day. It was just like the Italian guy taking you on a tour on the boat, making out in the back with your shoddy. Shoddy. You know, eating some spaghetti. And now it's like fucking fifty people on a. It's just the fu- It's crazy. The future is here, and we're like, yo, running it up, run it up. Yeah, man. I hope you know. I hope we can learn something from it instead of just fucking running it back up like that. I mean, I, I have a little bit more hope than just like saying that, you know, we're fucked, but it is. Scary. I mean, I have, I have hope. I personally have hope, but like, I, I don't have hope in our leaders and the people that make decisions for the world. It's like, it's all about money. It's everything's about money. Everything. Yeah, you're right. But the good part is that like our time's coming to be, uh, in a leadership role. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, let's survive this time here until it's our turn to run shit, and then let's change shit. You know what I mean? Oh God! Oh God! So I think it's, it's gonna be it's it's really important that moving forward, I think, I, I, definitely me and you, but everybody in our position, take it a little bit more seriously because like what we're we're getting old as fuck. Twenty six, dog. <laughs> yeah, we're old as fuck. Quarter yeah, plus about a penny. To, yeah, we're about to be stepping into that. Uh, where it, we, let's just say that we've stepped into a leadership role. You know, I mean, and we have younger siblings and people. It's, I mean, we're de- yeah, so we're definitely like, in a so leadership role. So it's time. Role. It's yeah. time now to stop being like, "Yo, I'm gonna. I can't wait till I'm like helping out. You know, whatever. Like, you. I have a bunch of shit that like I've been like, yeah, I can't wait till I can lead people into this shit. Like, I have so much positivity to say in this role and that role. But it's like, no, like it's now. You know, what I mean, it's I think now. this thing is like the, this thing is a good. Uh, the coronavirus is a good wake-up call to that. Like, just kind of putting everything into perspective. Like, it's time to start helping the planet right now. You're mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, I think I, you're definitely going to expect more out of myself. As I'm, far as I'm looking concerned. at fucking uh, Monarch right now, my little succulent cactus. And I'm like, yo, I got to put on for you, dog. I got to support yeah, your exactly. family. You got, you, you got a kid now. Mm-hmm. What you got going on today, dog? What's your agenda? Man, I ain't got nothing, dude. I I did a little bit of workout this morning. I'm going to work out a little bit more. I ran up a yoga and a meditation this morning. I'm just going to do the same thing tonight. I think, uh, I think I'm going to get into some reading. Nice something, that I've, something that I've been thinking about heavy. and like Normally when I meditate, I'll just like let my mind think about whatever it wants to think, whatever it wants to think about. Mm-hmm. And for the past two days, I've been thinking about the same thing when I get down to my meditation state, which is like rewriting my goals. Mm-hmm. Like readjusting, like refocusing my goals, mm-hmm. and I've had this. I've had the same goals written on my on my wall for the past like three or four years, mm-hmm. and I think that they're they're still relevant. But um, the way they're written, and just the fact that they are kind of out of out of date, it's uh, it doesn't have the same like the pull to me. Like I don't feel it as much as I did before, and I think being able to feel and like actualize and, and visualize my goals is important. So I think I'm going to sit down today. And really, like, rewrite my goals, refocus my energy, uh, remake up, like, a little goal board, and put that back up so I have something to kind of meditate on every day. So I think that's going to be, like, my project for the day, really, is just, like, refocus my refocus my uh, attention. I think I'm going to bunny hop on that, dog. I really like that vibe. I want to get back on that shit, too. Because, honestly, writing shit down and just expressing and constantly, like you said, refreshing the mind and... Uh-huh. That's very, very important. Like, 
Do you remember that? Do you remember that peak post-it note I had on my wall with the butterfly on it in Austin? Hundred percent. That's still that's still on my wall. That's yeah, still that's my goal. And it's cool as fuck because, like, dude, it's all real shit, and it was like <clears throat> really meaningful things. But there's something that bugs me with it. It's kind of funny. Um, but it's such a sm- it's a small detail. But like, I obsess about it to the point where I don't even look at it anymore mm-hmm. because in it in it I say I will blank. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah, so yeah. because I say that, like I know you know I'm talking, I know you know what I'm talking about, but like mm-hmm. I fuck with it, but I kind of grown out of that situation because when I say I will do something, like I will blank, mm-hmm. it kind of separates me from the thing. So it's like in the future I will um, get a G wagon. Yeah. Instead of saying I have or I, you know, you know what I mean. Like instead of claiming that thing to myself. Mm-hmm. It creates somewhat of a blocker between me and the thing if I always like put the thing in the future. Yeah. And so every time I'm reading the things, every time I'm visualizing my goals, I'm shoving it away a little bit by saying, in the future, I will have a blank. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. I need to start attracting things to me now. Rather than, you know, instead of saying, like, I will be healthy, say, I am healthy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, that's the difference. So it's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to rewrite those goals out in that way so I, I can uh, attract it a little bit better to myself. I like that. And, and, and bring those feelings closer to me because, I, like I said, I just the way I wrote it was perfect for me at the time and it helped me out at the time. But, like, right now I just kind of outgrew it. Mm-hmm. And um, hopefully that's a sign that those things are getting closer. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Fuck with it. Fuck with yeah. it. Oh, so, yeah, that's what I'm going to do today. And I'm really excited about it. And it's cool because, you know, I, the meditations for me are the most important part of my day mm-hmm. because it, uh, it's just clear trains of thought, whatever I wanted, whatever I let, like, you know, it's, it sounds crazy to say that I let my mind think about whatever it wants to, but like really I go in clear and then it just like something will come to me mm-hmm. that I, that I want to think about. So, um, and it's like the deepest thoughts that I have. So it's like, it's cool. Like to get into that and then just let whatever come out. It's like, it's, it feels to be 100% like authentic thoughts, like new shit, you know? So, yeah. um, that's just what's been on my mind. So I think I'm going to try to sort it out today. I fuck with that. I'm gonna piggyback on that, dog. Yeah, Any last words for the Vino folk? They know what's up. They know what's up. Spread love, be light. Happy Easter. We out. <laughs>